Welcome to the new healthcare economy where everyone wins for a change. Employers, consumers, primary care physicians, outcomes, shareholders, even our communities all win with costs dropping 20 to 60%. This unstoppable direct contracting movement bypasses the big middles with their crooked game boards, devious rule book, rigged dice, and purchased referees. I'm Rob Barshop, and I'm glad you're here. Today, we talk about fruit, lemon dropping, and cherry picking, a new way hospitals can gain their missions. Hospitals are currently outsourcing often unprofitable outpatient services for their poorest patients by setting up independent nonprofit organizations to provide primary care. Medicare and Medicaid pay these clinics known as federally qualified health centers lookalikes significantly more than they would if the sites were owned by the hospitals. So hospitals are doing what's called lemon dropping. They gain their costly indigent care by sending it across the street to a primary care lookalike community clinic they own. They bill the feds way more and they have fewer write-offs. So currently in America, there's 108 locations that are exactly this way as a way to extract more from Medicare and Medicaid and 340B drug pricing programs designed to help the poor afford meds. But instead, these 340Bs enrich the fake community centers because they mark up the drugs and take it themselves. They already cherry pick by using the 70% of urgent care that they own to source the good insured. So that's cherry picking, lemon droppings where they do this other thing. So they don't really care about us these bigs. Their model seems to be falling apart. Their backbone nurses are melting away and are charging out their time at three to four X as traveling nurses. So these labor costs are going to destroy the margins in a snap, or they're just gonna to have to raise their prices, which are already ridiculous. So are they barely charities? Yeah, I think so, not in my opinion, but 70% of the hospitals in America that claim that charity status are actually at one to 2% actual charity, according to a John Hopkins medicine study by Kibai, a friend of the show. So what did we suggest in this show? Same thing you've always heard us say, opt out. Doctors, nurses, and staff, this muzzling that these bigs do is for the birds. It's Soviet-era stuff. You're not a cog in a burnout machine. Your calling is still available. So here's where burnout melts away is with cash pay, with EHR tyranny freedom. Here's the future where everybody wins by skipping these bloated extractive middles, something our current guest knows something a lot about with his business model. So direct contracts, does exactly that, so does direct primary care, and so does free market surgery. This show, we love to feature guests like today, where the middles are unnecessary. Satish Nuravasan is the founder and CEO of DIRX, Direx, Inc., the first digital pharmacy corporation with a direct from manufacturer sourcing model and national coverage across the U.S. And ideally, you don't need a PBM if you have squeezed out the big middles that have all the markups and rebates and games that the PBMs play, pharmacy benefit managers. I don't know what benefits they need to manage when your average fill is four pennies a pill. So when you can bring the cost of prescription generics to as low as $3 a month with no insurance required, you don't need a PBM anymore. They've already pioneered the first annual savings plan. We're gonna hear more about that. 
which enables Americans to access over 1,400 prescription generics for a fixed annual prepayment equivalent to as low as 10 bucks a month. Satish, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ron. Uh, thank you for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for that great introduction. Um, there is a big problem. I mean, everybody knows there's a problem with healthcare, but you said it right, it's the middles. It's a big smoke and mirrors game that is built around how everybody in the system can maximize their reimbursement. Uh, but with all that, we've been you know, left with so many high deductible, high copay plans that are generating so many underinsured Americans, as well as many uninsured Americans, and especially with factors like the expanding gig economy, none of those jobs come with in a health insurance coverage as well. So on the one hand, we have this intense reimbursement-based system, but on the other, it's more and more Americans who are not having insurance coverage, and they're getting left out of, of all the mess that you just you know explained, and they can't afford it. And that's where I, I came in with directs, you know, going back to my 25 plus years in the generic pharmaceutical industry, I understood the real cost of these products and they were nowhere near what the system's being charged. And I said, let's do something about it. Uh, we live in a digital age today, so why not use digital technology to disrupt uh, that and get the middles out and uh, get more access and affordability to the average American consumer. That was the start of directs. And uh, we, we started, I mean, I still say we are the first in terms of the direct sourcing model from manufacturers. We do not purchase from uh, the large wholesalers who, who have a significant stranglehold on the generic supply chain. And so we source directly, again, given my background from the generic industry, that's where the, the relationships and the network and the understanding comes in. And then we have our own nationally licensed mail order pharmacy based in Florida, so we are licensed to ship to all of the 50 states plus Washington, D.C. And we launched about 11 months ago nationally. That makes us the first. And uh, we've come up with some really uh, incredible pricing, uh, as Ron mentioned, starting as low as $3. If you go from a product basis, we have some very, very compelling other programs like the annual savings plan, where if you're going to be taking two or three meds all through the year, why bother? Why every 30 days or 90 days go look for coupons and discounts and worry about prices going up and down each time? It's a fixed pay. You, you don't even have to worry. The price is not going to change. There are no hidden fees. There's no shipping costs. There's no pharmacy fees, nothing. What you see is what you pay. So our prices, uh, Ron, as you mentioned, start as low as $3 a month for a 30-day supply for some of the common medications you know, used in blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, these kind of very common situations. And, you know, we have a couple hundred products even at $5 a month. And then there are higher cost products. But in most cases, our cash price that you see on the website or, you know, can call us toll free are among the lowest in the country and very competitive to any of the other platforms. We, we also are present as a vendor on platforms like GoodRx, where people go to compare cash prices. And we've been very competitive there. So that's been a good start. We think the annual savings plan will be even more beneficial for many more Americans. Pay a fixed price. Don't worry for a whole year. We'll take care of the rest. Good summary. We can close the show out now. Thank you very much for being on the show. No, that was very thorough. So Satish, I have a bunch of questions for you, of course, from that intro. That's a great tee up. Your opinion on Mark Cuban's pharmacy, which is all the news and 
I think it's a lot of foam and not much coffee. I want to hear your opinion on that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll answer that cautiously. So first off, yeah, I've always been a big fan of Mark Cuban, big fan of Shark Tank. I think he's a, he's a very good, astute businessman, and he's got his heart in the right place in terms of this particular outing with, with his Cost Plus Trot company. That being said, he's not the first to do it. As I already said, I mean, our actual service launched, I think, about four months before their announcement came out. So in that sense, yeah, we were already there. We also have many more products, as we said, I mean, a total of over 1,400 product SKUs right now and growing every month. And uh, another big differentiator is we have not outsourced anything. We've built everything in-house, so especially the pharmacy. So that's a big difference. Uh, they have outsourced a lot, so it also depends on third parties to, to deliver. We've built everything in-house, our own pharmacy, our own customer service group, uh, our own sourcing, and so on. So I believe there are some advantages as we scale that all of these will start going, uh, you know, showing their uh, impact. We also did some apples to apple comparison for several products. Uh, I know we're all launching, we're launching more products, they're launching more products, so we've not kept up with that. But we did do some comparisons, not only with Mark Cuban's pharmacy, but with many others out there, uh, both on the retail side as well as on the, the mail order side. And we've been very competitive on a majority of products. Our prices are cheaper. And again, we don't add any pharmacy or shipping fees. So if you consider all that and do the math, we come out very, very price competitive and more beneficial for the American consumer on, on many products. I wouldn't say 100%, that's, nobody can say that, but, but on a good, good majority of products. Oh, look, I, I'm gonna take it a step further. I think you're being extremely humble. And I think every time I've matched you up with GoodRx on over hundred different drugs I've seen, you beat them almost every time. I mean, they're, they're not even close. And GoodRx, I have to take a time suck. I have to go physically pick something up, wait around, look at retail products I don't want to buy, and then pick up my meds and leave, as opposed to you will mail it. And you can guarantee it, what, in a day or two once I make an order? Yeah, so the, the primary requirement is that the order coming in from the consumer and the prescription coming in from the prescriber have to match. If that happens, we've found our internal data shows that about 70 to 75% of those matched orders, we're able to ship it within 24 hours, and then the others may take an extra day or so. In most cases, it's that matching. Sometimes the, the doctor's office sends it late, or sometimes the doctor's office does, the patient doesn't follow up quickly enough. But as soon as we get both, uh, yeah, more than 70, 75% of the orders we are able to ship out within a single day and maybe uh, the remaining flowing into the next day. And then depending on your uh, relative location, most people get it within two to three days. Okay. And then as a consumer, as I as a consumer want to pay cash, I don't want to go through my insurance because the copays are almost always going to be more than $4 per month. Yeah, that's correct. So as I said, we we do seek to help a lot of the uninsured and underinsured populations. So for them, insurance really doesn't help. Maybe the underinsured, it helps when they have a big event or they need to go to the hospital. That's when they hit their deductible and then more of the coverage comes into play. So while that's the target market, what we also expect is that a significant part of people, even with sufficient insurance, are going to figure out that, hey, you know, I'm never going to hit my deductible really in, in terms of my day-to-day -day healthcare management. So I may as well save some of my out-of-pocket exposure for the copay. So this is actually validated by, you know, GoodRx being a public company and they have these quarterly investor reports. 
but they have mentioned that a vast majority of their customers are actually people with sufficient insurance that are looking to save on their out-of-pocket costs. So we believe that as we scale, we will be touching all of these segments of customers. So this is a kind of a shocking thing I learned is that the generics represents 85% of every pill prescribed in America, but it only represents 15 to 20% of the overall revenues. What's the rest? It's specialty drugs and mostly brand drugs that you see advertised on TV. So these brand drugs are so ridiculously expensive and they're super blockbusters or billion, two billion, 10, 20 billion in case of Humira, big blockbuster drugs. So they have to advertise, they have to get the marketing out, but generics can pretty much replace most of those name brand drugs that are eating up and gobbling up all the big pharma spend, can't they? Yes, absolutely. In fact, the latest number is that 90% of the prescriptions dispensed in America are, are generics. 10% uh, of the brands and specialty, but you're right, they cost about 85% of the dollars to the system. Until the patent expires, you know, that's the only option. So depending on what the doctor picks, uh, you know, it would be one way or the other. But yes, the, the highest part of the spend comes from the brand, but in terms of sheer volume of the units, 90% of the time, it's going to be a generic. So let's say my doctor prescribes Humira and I go to you and I go, I don't want Humira. I would rather get the generic. Can your pharmacist switch that prescription for me? So right now, uh, Humira being a specialty product and more of a, a, a biotechnology product, I mean, they're not called generics, they're called biosimilars in that particular situation. I believe the first biosimilars are expected to get approved by the FDA sometime next year. So when those okay. come in, um, that's when we will see the quote unquote generic or the biosimilar version of Himera coming in for the first time sometime late next year. But the answer to my question on a macro level is yes, your pharmacist can prescribe an alternative to my name brand if I request it as a consumer, yes? Yes, actually, uh, in some cases, it may need the prescriber's permission, but yeah, pharmacists and prescribers can talk to each other and determine if it's the same. And if, as long as the prescriber says, yes, that's fine. They do, uh, prescribers are also always concerned about the cost that their patient has to go through. So that's how it works. Uh, we're going to see the interesting switch of some of these uh, biologic products into biosimilars in, in the coming next couple of years. And we'll we're looking forward to see how that plays out in this kind of model. What is your margin? How does it work? Because you can't buy wholesale, sell wholesale, and not make a living. You're not a charity. How does your margins squeeze in there? Yeah, the way to look at it is if something's selling for $50 today, let's say, all, all costs put together, somebody's you know going to any of the big stores, the product costs something, there's the wholesaler, uh, adds a certain cost to the system, the PBM adds a cost to the system, and the pharmacy chain adds a cost to the system. So if something's 50 bucks, the product might cost only $10. It's the $40 is more of the cost added by these three layers. So the wholesalers, of course, are large, ginormous companies who buy millions of units from the manufacturer. So they will get the best price. And also contractually, they require them to give them the best price. And I go to the generic industry and say, listen, I'm not gonna step on the toes of any of your contracts. I know, I mean, they'll buy huge volume and obviously you need to give them the best price. I'll pay you a little bit of a premium, but where I bring in the savings is there is no big drug wholesaler. There is no PBM involved. And if, if 
40, and let's say even the pharmacy has to make money, right? So even if you knock that off, out of the $50, if $30 is being added by these two entities, that's what we knock off. So even if we pay 12 or $13 for the $10 product, we save $30 from the total system. So at that $50 product, if we are able to take 30, 40% off of that final cost, that makes it affordable to many more Americans and there is still good margin for us to make. Okay, well, because I've had a guest on the show before I discovered you and Scriptco that said, well, we'll take 10% on this side and 10% on the other side of the fence and contractually guarantee that we're only gonna make 20% on the product. And then Scriptco comes and says, well, we're gonna guarantee the wholesale price, just $10 a member per month is what we're gonna get as our margin. And that includes the mailing cost. What you're saying is you have a margin built in there as part of the $4 per fill pricing, yeah? Yes, so that's okay. right, because even the names you mentioned, they all buy it from the drug wholesalers. So their acquisition cost is already marked up by the wholesaler. Yeah, okay. We go even lower than that, so we're able to, we have more room to play. It's that inflation piece that we take a little air out of that inflated balloon, and that's that's a good margin. That's a reasonable margin. Sure. And everybody's happy. The manufacturers get a little extra, the patients find it more affordable, and we have margin to make. So I'm going to assume your market you're going after is consumers, but you're also extremely interested in talking to third-party administrators. You're extremely interested in talking to creative benefit advisors that are all cash, you know, helping people go direct. Where is your growth going to come from and what does it look like over the next three years in your opinion? Yeah, that's, uh, that's very uh, accurate and, and a good question too. Yes, yeah, so we, we launched uh, just about 11 months ago. And uh, by the way, happy to share with you that we've already within the first 10 months, uh, we've been recognized by Forbes on their list among one of the best online pharmacies in 2022. Our team is extremely happy in, in such a short time to get on one of those uh, reputed lists. So to answer your question, yeah, we started with the consumer side because we need to get our brand established. We need people to know. And you know, the, the easier path is to go to consumer, the individual consumer is looking for cost savings through digital social media marketing and the like. And that's how we've built uh, the first phase of our business. And that continues to grow every month incrementally. And while we do that, the larger uh, growth uh, we see at lower cost of acquisition is gonna come by going to what we call the B2B partnerships so we go to third-party administrators who are you know, administering price transparency solutions uh, or working with self-insured employers, which is a big movement happening now. There are many employers say, I just can't keep up with the increasing insurance premiums. The, the cost of managing our risk is getting so overblown and the, the coverage is reducing every year. We're going to do our own self-insured program and get somebody to manage it for us. So you see a big part of that happening in the ecosystem and they all need such transparent pricing models that they can see and feel and know that they can keep the, the price under control. And so we are working with the plan managers and TPAs in that kind of space. We already have a, a contract with one of the prominent transparent PBMs. That's another new growing space that has evolved. It was very popular. They only charge an admin fee. They do not take add any more cost to the service of the product. So these are all things evolving in that self-insured space. And we, we are connecting with you know, good uh, models that are going to be good allies for what we offer. We are also uh, working hard in the 
DPC space or the direct primary care space. As you may be familiar, these are groups of doctors and, and clinics that do not accept insurance. They're like, they're just fed up. They're like, every year I keep getting reimbursed less. They dictate how much time I should spend with the patient. And, you know, it's like a grinding machine. No, we want to do it the right way and practice the right way. So they only accept cash. It's like a fixed cash pay every month. You can go in any number of times. So they have also built an ecosystem. If you need an x-ray, they have cash-based options. You need a, a diagnostic test done, they have a cash-based option. And companies like us, like Directs, are a great prescription supply partner and ally for these kinds of models. So there's many of these that I could go on and on, but we are discovering many allies that are all looking for more affordable options that will help them and their members and clients save money. So a couple of comments on your comment is that there's right now about 145 million Americans that are working for or married to or family members of self-insured companies. So 145 million have opted into the self-insurance marketplace, almost 150 million. That's almost half of America, which is way over half the labor supply. So that's the first good news. The second good news is DPC used to be kind of a mom and pop local phenomenon. You know, there's some guys would have a couple or three or five or six and some like Nextera in Colorado grew to 12, 15, 17 across the state, including rural areas that had never had primary care. And then in the last four years, really five years, we've had private equity has invested in scalable DPC. So we now have nearsight and onsite clinics and virtual primary care and digital first primary care. There's a lot of different names for it, but there are 15 guests on my show, Satish, that are either CEOs or CMOs of the scalable DPC that represents 18 million members, which is really cool because it's the jumbos that have first adopted self-insurance, the little guys, the mom and pops that are really the fuel of the growth of our employment in America have not jumped on in quite as aggressively, but they're starting to with organizations like Health Rosetta. So Free Market Medical Association is a good ally for you. Health Rosetta Advisors, great ally to you. This show is all about DPC and direct contracting. So a big fan. My last couple of questions are, you don't theoretically need a PBM to benefit manage anything if they're using you, am I right? Why would you even need a benefit manager for pharmacy if you've got four pennies a pill purchasing power? I don't get it. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, that's why we have not set out to build any form of a PBM within our model. But at the same time, as I said, we do partner with transparent PBMs because they cater to that self-insured employer market. So wherever there is a good, meaningful plug-in, we are happy to partner. But our focus is on the prescription costs and disrupting the supply chain, minimizing the layers, removing the middle. So we stick to that and we partner with whoever makes logical sense on the same journey. Okay. What do you think your membership looks like in three years, if you had to guess, Satish? Uh, three years, that's a good question. Uh, we definitely, I would, I would hope at the minimum, uh, a six-digit number of uh, members in three years for sure. Okay. So maybe as many as 999,999. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hopefully more, I, I would say. I mean, we, we are already in the five digits now uh, in this short span. Good. A high six digit, hopefully. I mean, I would be very happy if we go into the seven digits. It's actually okay. not possible, but I just want to be measured in my response and, you know, make sure we get there. 
what you're being conservative as you have throughout this show. Thank you for that. But I, again, I think you're going to be way higher than you expect. I hope so. This market is so hungry for models like yours. I think you're going to find yourself in a black hole vacuum of need. So are there any questions I should have asked that I didn't ask you? Uh, no, I think you did. Uh, you, you covered in you know, a quite wide number of topics that are interrelated. Again, we've, and as I said, we've built something for everybody, the, that individual consumer who just wants to, what's, what's the prescription I need today? I don't want to think about too much into the future to someone who, who likes to plan everything for the whole year, for the family, cap their costs at something. So everything at both extremes and in the middle, we've tried to cover. And then we're having the corresponding, you know, large group models of each of those platforms as well uh, with, with the other allies that are evolving very strongly, as I mentioned. So that's where we are. And in a, a lot of this comes through digital technology. People can, you know, check on their mobile devices on desktops. We have a 24-7 call center, a toll-free number. So all of that, we are, we are here for people all the time. Congratulations on your success early in the first year after a pandemic. This is good timing and you're playing right into a giant trend, I believe. So if people want to find you, Satish, what's the best way to reach out? Well, um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So, you know, that's one way a lot of people from the industry reach out. Otherwise, I mean, anybody in our company, we are first name dot last name at directshealth.com. That's an easy way. Or you could call our toll-free number and ask to connect with me. I mean, they wouldn't connect you, but they would get the details depending on the time of day. Send me an email and I can call back depending on what it is. So, Got it. Okay, thank you. If you could fly a banner overhead giving America a message, what would that say? Medicine for all. Nice. Very, you know, like one out of 10 people get that right. Most people, I, the last person I spoke to gave me like a seven-minute answer. There aren't enough airplanes in America to fly that banner. So <laughs> thank you for your brevity, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ron. Okay, we'll follow up with you in a couple of years. I can't wait to follow your progress and see how successful you all are. Well, thank you for your kind words. And uh, definitely, you know, I'm sure the, the audience of your podcast, I hope they find it useful. And, you know, people can feel free to reach out to me. Always here to have a chat and see how I can help. Very good, Satish. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. You want to shake things up? There's two things you can do for us. One, go to primarycarecures.com for show notes and links to our guests. And number two, help us spotlight what's working in primary care by listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribing and leave us a review. It helps our megaphone more than you know. Until next episode.